millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to Bretton Cliff's Flea Circus. My name's Cliff. And I'm Brett. Nice to see you, Brett. How are you doing? Nice. Yes, nice to see you. I'm all right. Okay, that's good to know. We had a week off. I can't really remember why we didn't do it last week. <laughs> Probably loads of stuff. You were tired. I think I was just working too you, long you all, or something. You had a long day, and then when we rescheduled it, you got pissed because you watched, you, you watched <laughs> England, I think. I did. I watched the England match, yes, and uh, I celebrated wildly. As, as you should. Uh-huh, of course. As I'm going to be on Saturday, of course. What do you think? England, France? It's a, it's 50-50 in my I think so, yeah. book, I think. It's uh, it's one of them. It's very difficult to call, isn't it? But, you know. They've probably got know, the best player in the world right now in Mbappe. Uh-huh. But, but and also... We, but, hold on. We've got a world-class Carlton Palmer in uh-huh. Bellingham, haven't we? Bellingham so there you go. is probably the best midfielder in the world. If if we're going on, the best players in the world are at this World Cup. He's the best midfielder yeah. in this tournament. Like, yeah, I, I think Modric might be a little bit better than him. Still. Yeah, but he's at the end of his career and he different types of player. But Modric, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, yes, I probably agree with that. But I, in terms of who's going to be there in six months' time, it's going to be this lad. Not <laughs> no, um, he's, he's class. He's, he's class. absolutely class. We haven't had anyone. He's got like everything. That. You know what? He's like if Steven Gerrard actually was world class. <laughs> <laughs> it's Gerrard for I mean, obviously for Liverpool, he was always class, wasn't he? But I, I remember when we played Germany, and we, we, it was five one. He was class in that game, wasn't he? So yeah, pointless game. Yeah, these games it? didn't he for England? Aye. Have you seen I've adorned this glass with some nice lights for you? I haven't. I didn't notice that. No, but I, I mean, have you done that just for me? Or is it for safety reasons? Well, I'll put them on. So, I'll put them on so you can see them. Not for safety. Oh, reasons. I see. Should I Not for safety reasons. I was talking about the actual glass. I the assume glass, that's for safety reasons. The glass is always there. That's it. It's the lights that I've added. <laughs> <laughs> I think I just sat uh-huh. on a ledge. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I thought it was perilous. I've been, uh, to be honest, I've been worried about well, you every time we spoke. I'll tell you now. Well, the, th- the thing about glass, it's see through. Uh-huh, I couldn't it see it. It's transparent. <laughs> That's the thing, isn't it? Uh-huh. I thought but, I keep thinking, is he going to fall off there? It costs the wind, will take it, him it's off. It's quite windy as well, so it's, uh, it's lucky that we've got it. Um, Brett, explain a little bit about the drink you, you're quaffing. 
Oh, I'm drinking Hoopa's alcoholic rhubarb and Hoopa's. custard. Hoopa's. What does it taste? Yeah, you remember that? Does it actually taste that? Mm-hmm. Gary Hooper. Yeah, Gary Hooper's. Um, no, a little bit. It's got a hint of it. I'll say. The sweet or like, the dessert? Like like the sweets, I would say, like those okay. traditions. More like sweets. the sweets. Okay. Yeah, more like the sweets than I don't actually like rhubarb. Do you like rhubarb? It's a bit tart, isn't it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> My granddad who shot the monkey, he used to grow it in the. Mm-hmm. Um, he used to grow it in his garden. It grows a plenty. It's very easy to grow. Yeah, so that's probably why he did it. Um, well, I popped back when I finished work. I've been out. I sent you a picture of some lovely snails I was eating. What do you think of that? No, you didn't. They were horrible. <laughs> How can you eat stuff like that, man? What's what's going on? It's because you've been to France so much, isn't it? That's where you were. You went France, in France you? last week. Yeah, I was, but I was there for less than forty-eight hours, so I didn't really <laughs> assimilate much of the culture. But it was when England uh, had their last group game against Wales. And uh-huh. would any of the fucking bars put it on? I <laughs> <laughs> would they not. Who is all around USA? <laughs> Everywhere. I was like, they, they refused. The Did you on? request it? Uh, well, there was loads that I had. You know what? They're not good with requests. I'll tell you that. I didn't even go well, there a lot of places. But I ended up walking past about 10 places that had that on. And then I, I found a place I had it on. I watched the last half an hour. I wasn't looking for the entire 90 minutes. So. Isn't that I was uh, busy until about the second half, and then I, I missed the first quarter of an hour because everyone had a run on. Uh, now I found oh, well, I, it was good. I definitely hope we stuff them. I definitely uh, hope we stuff them. Yeah, look, in, put look, I'll tell you on. what, I've, I've Go got on, a then. lot of time for Olivia Giroud. Have you? Uh huh. Why? I'd like to befriend him. I just, I just, I've always Is thought because he's because of his hair, he's got and his beard, of course. His goal scoring mm-hmm. record was great. But for some reason, Arsenal decided he was past it at about 29 and just didn't want him anymore. <laughs> like, uh-huh. And he was all right at Chelsea, but he looks like he's, a, he's reborn since he's been to AC Milan. Well, all he's got to do is stand up there and wait for Dembele and Mbappé to give him the but, ball, really. I, mean, I could play I, in that I, team, man. I don't really like Deschamps, but he's he's gone for a very simple but effective tactic, hasn't he? Like, well, yeah, it's just just attack, just attack down the wings. That's it, isn't it? Pretty much, put it in the box. A lot of teams that's have been the, doing it. Way. It's a bit old school. I'm, I'm liking it. A lot of teams in this well, world. Brazil don't. Been... Spain certainly didn't. If Spain had, had a, there, there was one time when they got knocked. The out, teams who are doing well, they I'll crossed it. Yeah, they crossed it once in the last minute of extra time yeah, and hit, hit the, the post. It's the only time that they crossed it. Um, Why? I was laughing my head off. I went out to watch that game. There's a lot of Moroccans here with it being similar part of the world. Um, mm-hmm. I went out to watch that game and I was absolutely fucking loving it. I was reveling in Spain's misery and that because good. Uh-huh. The, why don't you? Why don't you have a striker? You might fucking score. <laughs> why do you have a striker? Exactly. They had 17% possession. They made mm-hmm. something like 750 passes and they had one shot on target and missed three penalties. And also their manager <laughs> said they had practiced a thousand penalties each. <laughs> <laughs> the Moroccans, they had the best chances throughout That's the game. Good, fair yeah. play. They've, the they've got good players as well. And that winning mm-hmm. penalty, you've got to like that. What a lovely little uh, penalty to win. The Penenka. Mm-hmm. It was. Great. He's a good so player, was, isn't it? Very, Hakim. Yeah. Hakimi. Hakimi, I think. Very, very good. So I, I was over mm. the moon with that. 
And I just, I hate like fucking stats wankers and possession. Like, who gives a fuck about possession? Like, if you're not doing anything with it, well, put it like, in the net. That's, that's it. That, that's the that's big thing to do. Like, that's not uh-huh. the, like who's kept the ball the most. Like, it put the ball in the net. Yeah. Like, I, I, I find it boring watching Spain anyway. It's crap. It's crap. It is. Guardiola's it football really is. was crap before you before you was at City with like strikers who score loads of goals. Like, mm-hmm. it's not crap, but it's boring. Fucking hell! Like, how, how long do you want to watch somebody pass the ball about midfield for? You you wouldn't have uh, you wouldn't have gotten Roy Keane complaining about the Brazilian stance. No, I'd be watching ITV. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was class, absolutely class. It's disrespectful. What they're doing that every time for? He's I don't mind it about once. it as well. I, mean, I like Roy Keane, but he is a bit like I love him. Like, he's he's got the, the beard. Well, Doesn't he's he? Obviously so he's, insane. He's angry well. Keane. You don't want yeah, to cross him with that. Um, <laughs> the other thing was uh, when I was uh, watching the local one, the B in obviously Keys and Grain, their pundits. Mm. Some of the pundits are back and forth. To be honest, like they're on BBC for a bit, then they're on that. But they've got yeah. some crap ones. And there was a fella on. He was a he was an American guy, big black, like dyed black, kind of quiff hair, uh, like a pinstripe suit, looked like Michael Douglas in Wall Street. <laughs> I was like, who right. the fuck's this? He's about fifty or something. Like, there was not often you watch and have no idea who the guy might be, right? No, yeah. no idea. I was like, he's an mm-hmm. American fella, like, must be a US international. I was like, is it Roy Wegerly? Is that what Roy Wegerly looks like now? And uh, then it came, obviously, it comes up like Gary Neville played in three World Cups for England, uh, uh-huh. you know, Roy Keane, 110 caps for Ireland, played in World Cup, stormed out of one World Cup. Uh-huh. You know, uh Nigel de Jong sent off in the World Cup final. Did he even get sent off for that? He didn't, did he? Um no, then he come up with this guy called up to the USA squad in nineteen ninety. Called up? <laughs> who, who was it then? Was Somebody called Christopher. Uh, he's on every night. I've, I've, I've got no idea who he is still. His name came nah. up like nope, no idea. Never, never heard of him ever. <laughs> well, he's done well for himself, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, all he needs is a call up. He, he lives in Qatar, like that's the only explanation <laughs> I'm having him on. <laughs> yeah. Chris, Christopher Benin, is that what he's called, is it? <laughs> yeah, Christopher Benin. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, I put when I came back, I put some cans in the freezer and then I went out for mm-hmm. too long. So now I've just got loads of frozen oh, beer. That's, Apart that's from an error. the one that was in the the door because that's not as cold as it. <laughs> no, I, I used to get wrong all the time for doing that because I used to leave them in. Oh, just forget they were there and they would explode. Uh-huh. I would well, be all over yeah. the, the chicken this, and that. This was in the this was in the freezer. What's that? Limoncello. It's meant to be in there, so I'm just gonna I'm just gonna have this. Limoncello. Well, lovely spout. What is limoncello? It's an Italian lemon-based liqueur. And it's it? lovely ice cold. So I've just got that. So I'm going to sit oh, on well. that while we while we talk about Brilliant. the Cook Report. Cook's Report. Is that called Cook's Report? Uh, is it? No, uh, no, it's called the Cook Report. Called the Cook Report. I just, that's what I call it. Cook's that's Report. That's what I call it, Cliff. Cook's Report. It's not, it's not Robin Cook. It's, it's not, not it, it, it's not little Robin Cook, is <laughs> no. it? It sadly, would be nice if. Sadly well, it wouldn't be nice if it was because you know, Roger Cook, the man that we're talking about here, Roger Lou Belvedere Cook. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it, he's an extraordinary man, isn't he? 
He's absolutely Incredible. wonderful. Brett, do you want to explain who he is and what this show is? Like, not this specific well, episode. Ex- <laughs> no, I'll not explain what the, this episode's about, but I'll explain what the Cook Report is about. It's a British ITV current affairs television programme presented by Mr. Roger Cook, mm-hmm. which was broadcast from 1987 to 1999. Good 12-year mm. run, that. This. The series featured the journalist investigating corruption, criminals, government social policy failures, and unmasking cover-ups due to incompetence, negligence, and dishonesty. All <laughs> oh, right, yes. Particularly, any, particularly like anything this Anything bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The series was well known for Cook's reporting style, where he would present those being investigated with the evidence the that the show evidence. had collected. Uh-huh. Often, this would result in the journalist being attacked and occasionally hurt by those he confronted. Yes. Uh-huh. And uh, what it doesn't mention is also, more often than that, there's a disguise involved. It's mainly just a tash, <laughs> as we get in this one. A wonderful moustache. Um, <laughs> so, Roger, so yeah, th- essentially, it's a guy going undercover, or yeah. not undercover, but knocking on people's doors going, what about this? We've heard he that. Them, doesn't he? he? Does have them. We've heard that you owe somebody a hundred quid and you haven't paid them it yet, man. And they're like, <laughs> "Who are you? Get off! Get out of my doorstep!" And then he goes, <laughs> "Well, here's a picture of you taking a hundred quid off said person. Have you paid uh-huh. that back yet?" <laughs> and <laughs> it goes on like that. It does. I watched a few. Um, one of them is chasing Wolf from the Gladiators about <laughs> his <it>? steroid use. <laughs> yeah. Is he? He really is, I. And uh, the other one was um, this this doctor. I'm going to say Doctor Kobayashi. Okay. So he was saying, <laughs> Doctor Kobayashi, you're nothing but a pimp, a <laughs> dirty pimp. <laughs> doctor Kobayashi, why won't you face the music? <laughs> <laughs> so he's very confrontational. What was his yes. job? What was his job before he was this on TV? Because you don't just start with this job. <laughs> I think it, I, I don't know. I think it was just a journalist. I think it must have been like so. This could have been my path. It could have been. I <laughs> mean, I'd it ca- would have been. If I cared about stuff, Cliff. If you had any balls, it would have been. Yes. <laughs> if I had any balls and cared about <laughs> things that went wrong to people. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that would have been I, good if it I was. I write about restaurants and that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Instead, you eat snails. So eat snails in my own time. <laughs> the thing, the thing about Cook. It's it's his delivery, isn't it? It's the way yes. he puts things, uh-huh. and that that's it. It's he's a fantastic man, and he's a very brave man, and obviously yeah. you know that's come from the many beatings. I remember as a kid, he was always on the front of the sun with a black eye. <laughs> yeah. someone, someone had beat him up again. Yeah. Um, but he's a very brave man. But his delivery is just incredibly funny. Imagine if he was in in operation now, it, the world England would be a better place. I think. Course it would. He, he would. Course he, it would. He'd have no shortage of causes, would he? No. <laughs> I mean, who do I have now? Angela Rippon or someone. She, you know, Nick Knowles. Twelve. Nick Knowles <laughs> at like half right, twelve in the it. morning. It, it's like it's diluted and watered down now. Cook gets right to the point, mm-hmm. and he bears. He bears. No. He pulls no punches. No, does he? he takes plenty of them, but he doesn't. He pull takes plenty. Them. Exactly. And the one we decided to watch, or you decided to watch, was uh-huh. Hot Dog Wars. The the Hot Dog Wars, yes. Not the same just... as the Ice Cream Wars in Scotland where people were actually murdered. 
No, uh, no, it's not the same not as, that. As, it's not the as that. Same as that. But still, no. I would say this is a bit out of order. The stuff that goes on in the hot dog world. <laughs> in the hot dog world, <laughs> it is a bit out of order. Hey, it's just it's... a hot dog world, and we've got to live in it. <laughs> <laughs> there's some, there's some great quotes from them. Wonderful quotes, which I'll, I'll try and find a little bit later. But yeah, it's basically about people who were enticed into the hot dog world. They've been, they've been promised many riches. Riches. For doing so, haven't make, they? Make an, a quick book. A um, quick book. By, by having a hot dog van. But a hot dog van, that's I'm it. Not, I, I'm not knocking these people, but well done, why, why Why? would they think that this would bring them riches, having a hot dog van? I've never looked at that job and thought, fucking hell, they must be have ruined, it? What a lovely, uh, What a lovely <laughs> life they must have. Our friend really is always fantasised about having a hot dog he van. Has, I'm not he saying could... I wouldn't like to like try it or do it, but I've never uh-huh. looked at those lads and lasses in the hot dog van who so they, no. they know they know what they're fucking doing. They, they've got it sorted. <laughs> well, I certainly haven't. I, for some reason, he keeps talking about. And if you're thinking about spending your redundancy money, has <laughs> everybody got redundancy money? Where, 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 where's redundant. it come from? <laughs> but the, the first couple that he interviews who've been wronged in the hot dog world. Uh, a very strange couple, because he's like an English gent, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> he's got a, a barber jacket on and a massive shotgun on his arm. <laughs> Doesn't seem like the type of fella that would have been intimidated by a scruffy man in a leather jacket, like yeah. going, give us your takings for tonight. I'll just shoot you in the face with my shotgun, will I? And set me, like, ten, <laughs> set me ten dogs on you. <laughs> exactly. I mean, what what's this gent doing? Getting involved in the hot dog world? Who, oh, God only knows. That's what I can say. So Mr. Cook, to investigate, he decides to get his own hot dog van uh-huh. and traverse London streets and that. Uh-huh. And, 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 of course, racetracks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, superbike championships. Of course, you've got to go there. <laughs> <laughs> and, and he's on the motorway, and it's, it's it basically it, throughout, it's accompanied by Shaken Stevens' song, Hot Dog. Hot, hot, dog. hot dog. dog, which I think Shake and Stevens missed a trick. He should have called it Hot Dog Rock, shouldn't he? Hot Dog Rock. That would have been or, much better. Or re-record it as Hot Dog Wars for this program. Um, <laughs> yeah. it, that song comes with Hot Dog, diddly, 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 <laughs> hot dog, diddly, 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 uh-huh. hot dog. To, on every mm-hmm. two minutes throughout the entire it show. Really, <laughs> Company it really is. Some footage of him driving down the motorway pulling a uh, hot dog van. Hot dog. I'm now on my hot way to dog. Donington. I'm on my way to Donington <laughs> for the Monsters of Rock Festival. <laughs> That's right, yeah. I'm thinking of Monsters of Rock. <laughs> <laughs> There's people like very seriously talking about, well, you know, we did the Monsters of Rock and we were told. So <laughs> He's really serious. There's two sides of what's happening with these people who've been wronged. One is they do get the hot dog van, they get a permit to go and sell hot dogs outside a pub in a busy area of London or whatever. Like you know, uh-huh. like outside the train station, like you get Central Station, Newcastle, there's a hot dog van. People go to it when they've left the pub at midnight or whatever. So uh-huh. he's got his permit from the council, sets it up, but then some heavies come. The, the turn up, don't they? Heavy hey, turn up. M- remember that hot dog van that was outside Manor Key? Uh huh. Yeah. No, that was a good one, wasn't it? Where you, mm-hmm. you fell out of the nightclub and you you were just confronted with a hot dog. Maybe stand. it does make the riches. 
Maybe it does. Who knows? Who knows? So, <laughs> yeah, he, he sets up his, uh, his hot dog business, doesn't he? He goes initially to a quiet spot, and he's not bothered <laughs> by anybody. No. So he decides to move to the, like, Leicester Square, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> and, and very quickly, he's confronted, like you say, by the by the heavies <laughs> who turn up while he's got his moustache on. So, yeah, he's disguised as, like... The same haircut, but darker hair wig, but it's the same uh-huh. haircut as he has already. Yeah, and mm-hmm. pr- one of the least convincing mustaches I've ever seen. <laughs> it's so it's really bad. bad. It's amazing, it is. but it's uh-huh. so obviously not a real mustache. It, it's like one that it like keeps like drooping on one side. <laughs> so it's not. It, yeah. It's, it's like uh, Victor and Bob, Otis Redmond, Marvin Gaye. <laughs> So yeah, the heavy this heavy comes up from and, and this bloke goes, I bury you tonight. To him. <laughs> it's funny, isn't it? Because the, like we were talking, there's a Vic and Bob sketch on Smell of Reason Mortimer that's kind of taking off this. And at the time, uh-huh. I can only imagine there would have been like any kind of satirical or sketch show would have had some kind of pretend version of this happening because it is uh-huh. so ripe for spoof. But it's almost so close to a spoof itself, like you're watching it. So these people, the heavies, are all like either the most stereotypical gypsy type characters, the most Uh stereotypical Turkish uh, kebab man type character, or Italian. (laughs) Kebab man. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Turkish kebab man. I bury you tonight. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And, And Roger Cook says, how? How are you going to bury? <laughs> I like it. Like he engages with them in like he talks to them about the wrong stuff. I think like what, <laughs> like he said, how are you going to bury? Is like that wouldn't be my. Yeah, he's like answer. egging them on, isn't he? <laughs> it's like he really is. Like tell me how. <laughs> how are you going to bury us? And he's like, so there's a couple of heavies that turn up. We've got yeah. a permit. He's like, show me the uh-huh. permit. Show me permit. <laughs> <laughs> and it's eventually the. <laughs> the tip over his his hot dog <laughs> bag, don't and, and uh, Roger Cook just going, leave it, leave it, <laughs> leave it, <laughs> leave it, <laughs> leave it, <laughs> leave it. <laughs> but they don't listen to them. They just tip it over. No, oh, he's yeah, the heavies, the Onions everywhere, and that isn't it. I mean, obviously, some of that those hot dogs will be kept in pots of boiling water. Well, they- of course there is. You know I mean it be all over. No wonder no wonder Cook gets so many injuries. Isn't that right? Do you know what I mean? So, uh, so that's yeah, that's one side, the... isn't it? The the pub Leicester Square, busy, busy mm-hmm. town centre pitch where essentially it's a bit like mafia style. There's people going, Well, this is our patch if you want to be here. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna give a fuck about your permit. You've got to pay us or just fuck off. And if you yeah. and Cook's like, I have every right to be here. I have the permit. I have the permit. <laughs> and they're like, I will bury you. I'll shoot you. One of them leapfrogs into the fucking, into the van, like through the window, mm-hmm. that the hatch. I mean, uh-huh. it's an intimidating move, but also fair play to the lad for being able to get into there. It's quite a leap. I know, it's quite, it's quite a leap, isn't it? And, and also, he's got to be very careful of his hands being... <laughs> Boiled or scalded, <laughs> burnt on the hobs. <laughs> hey, one of the things that the heavies do—I don't know if you caught this bit clip 
is sometimes they turn your gas off. Yeah. <laughs> they let the tyres out as well. Or they pulled uh-huh. the uh, No, they didn't. They, they removed the bricks that were stopping the hot dog van they from just, rolling away. <laughs> just removed they the just tore them away. Just tore them away. <laughs> well, I'm not having this. I'm just going to tore you away. Yeah, so that was what, that's one peril of starting up your hot dog business. The heavies will come and it's organised crime. It's not funny. Organised crime. The, the fellas don't look like it's not the fucking mafia, is it? It's not well. It's not no. Hollywood movie style, but yeah, yeah. organized crime, like basically forcing you out, intimidating you, taking your money or whatever. You spent all that money on the van, on the permit, and all of that, and you mm-hmm. you'd be run out of town, threatened, injured, attacked. Run out of town. Hey, um, Clip, could could I read out a, um, a quote from Roger Cooker? Yes, I found of one. course. I, I was expecting you to. Uh, well, here, here we we'll go. With it. Unfortunately, that's how it is in the hot dog world. Hot dog kings rule the planet. Kings who rule by fear. <laughs> hot dog kings. <laughs> hot the dog script, kings? The script is like well melodramatic, isn't it? Like... It really is. Don't you? Th- I mean, there, there was a lot of it as well. I, I know that he's, he's nicked a lot of stuff and that, but it, it's very brass eye as well, isn't yeah. it? Like oh. the, the brass eye bit where he's he's selling the drugs in that with a balloon. Yeah. And things. It's very well, much that's like what that. I mean. Like there's so much where you're watching it and you're like, yeah, well, brass eyes just watched this. Uh yeah. Chris Morris is obviously lifted from this. Even the delivery of Roger Cook is the same as like Chris Morris will do with some of the characters. Um, yeah. Just the concept. The con like mm-hmm. that's why brass eye and day to day is so believable because we're talking about it. Organized crime attacking middle-aged retired people over a hot dog pitch, and it's like <laughs> it's, it's insane. It, isn't it, it could be a sketch on Brass Eye with exactly uh-huh. the same words, the same characters, <laughs> and be a comedy, but it's real. <laughs> <laughs> it is. I mean, it, it it was unbelievable to watch. But completely. the other side of it is where the you've got your hot dog van and you want to go to the a racetrack or to the Monsters yeah. of Rock. And or the super bikes, or the super bikes, and you go, I would like to have a pitch at Newcastle Races, please. And you've got to uh-huh. apply to a company who gives you, you know, the, yes, you've got you to can, pay them, you've got to pay them. You've got your pitch, mm-hmm. great spot, it's one of the best spots <laughs> in the entire place. And then what you find, there'll is be no one anywhere near you. Two things happen you're not in a good spot. So you're mm-hmm. not next to anyone at all. Nobody's ever going to go past you and buy your hot dogs. Two, you're next to the bugs. <laughs> number two, they've said there's only going to be 30 concessions and there's 35. <laughs> <laughs> there's one like, they said there's only going to be 44 concessions at this event and there's 144. So uh-huh. you don't stand a chance because obviously your money is going to be a hundredth Less than it would have been because yeah. the other alternatives. But if you're the best it, one, surely you'd still make the money. Yeah, you would think so. But what I found funny about this bit is where he, he confronts the organizer guy. Yeah. And he's he's a right white boy, isn't he? He says something like, um, I, if someone says, have a pony in your bin, I'll take it. That's what he says to Roger. Like, yeah, I'm fine. But then by he goes to the head office. Corruption. I'm in the stylish Islington offices of uh, Concessions <laughs> UK or whatever it's called. And it's a uh-huh. man that looks like 
a dart commentator from the 70s who's one of the yeah, it's unbelievable, but it's incredibly funny. It just it popped up on me on YouTube, and I thought I think oh. it's already been uploaded two months ago, and there's loads of them. It? So somebody's obviously like gone through and uploaded all of mm-hmm. these Cook Report episodes. It's already had two hundred thousand views on it in like a month or whatever it's been up. Oh so. well, that's good. <laughs> yeah, towards oh, the end as well. Doesn't <laughs> doesn't someone get a pig thrown on my? On that well, or this something is like a, that. Yeah, this is a weird one. Like, and this, uh, whoever, and I think this is the Donington Monsters of Rock, uh, has had a dead piglet thrown uh-huh. onto the bonnet of his Land Rover with a scar, with his name, his written, name written his on the name written on the belly, and a scar on the piglet's face in the same place that he has a scar on his own human face. <laughs> That's taken thought, doesn't it? And he's like, it's a threat. <laughs> like, yeah, <no. laughs> it's a threat. <laughs> it might be. It might be. Um, you you well, might want to be careful. Is, it's, it's a bit horrible because you watch it, this little piglet, like they're like lifting up its its trotters so you can see the name written on the belly or whatever. But yeah. you also see, they've recreated it. Like I noticed, like. You you watch somebody throwing it on the bonnet of this car, which is obviously like being recreated for uh, effect. But mm-hmm. I don't think you need to do that, do you? <laughs> like, I don't think so. And surely I mean, nobody's going to believe the the court the moment when it happened. <laughs> it's it's obviously a very dangerous world, the, the hot dog world, isn't it? I think we're going to have to advise Reedy not to go into that business. I don't <laughs> think he he quite understands the the pitfalls, does he? And I next don't think time, really he's got a shotgun. Listener, next time you're at uh, Catterick races or something like that, just check on the hot dog sellers. Uh, exactly. Make sure they're just okay. Check. See if they're in any peril. Um, <laughs> or if you want... It only like, takes asking, doesn't it? Yeah, just ask them. Just be want, nice. You know, jump in, threaten them, remove the bricks, tip over their van, <laughs> and tell them, uh, what's he called? George Pimlico? <laughs> <laughs> George Pimlico. <laughs> he's a violent and unstable uh-huh. An unpredictable man, and he's like oh, the, axe man. Uh, the axe, the, no, not about the axe, axe man. man. The other one, the one with a good mullet and the leather jacket, the one who jumped in the the cab. Oh yes, and uh-huh. he's like, so you think it's right that you threat you use threats to people trying to make us living? And he's like, I use threats to I'd, I've never threatened anyone. And he's like, and he's like <laughs> yes, you have. Here's a picture of you threatening someone. <laughs> Look at it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a cutthroat world, mate. Cutthroat. <laughs> <laughs> he's so funny. Like he's a proper like character or something. Like he's... I think he is because he, he says to him, you know, well, what do you think people are gonna gonna think when you turn up with a determined look on your face and an axe? <laughs> <laughs> he says, a determined uh, he look says, on um, your face. Re- remember, remember the man who leapt into our van. And use some choice language. <laughs> <laughs> so, do you control the hamburgers in the West End? <laughs> control the hamburgers. Hey, I'd love uh, to control the hamburgers, uh, especially mate. Anywhere, the West End. Anywhere, I'm not, not even bothered if it was the West End. I'm Prime not bothered. Spot. So, that was good, wasn't it? I enjoyed it. it. Was. 25 minutes. We'll definitely put the link to that up. And, you know, yeah. if I had the time, I would have kept watching more and more of them because they were fucking hilarious. 
Well, it, the, the one with Wolf was looking good, and then it just went on uh, like steroids. I don't really want to watch the Wolf one. Steroids. I'd rather watch one. Don't watch like the Wolf one. Yeah, the, the, this one was good. The, there was also another one called What's in the Beef? <laughs> <laughs> Probably around the time of Mad Cow Disease, that one would have been, wouldn't it? Uh, maybe, but I yeah. feel like I want to yeah. watch ones where there's a factory that's doing stuff in a back room that's not meant to be doing. You know what I mean? Or it's right. uh, like, like Robocop. A, there's a toy, you know. There's a there's a toy, but they're using like dodgy springs instead of like yeah. the ones that have got EU certification. <laughs> like that's the kind of stuff I want to watch. <laughs> yeah, you want you want to watch stuff like this where there's there's no real peril involved. No, but someone's that's just bending the rules a bit. Like, ben, that's nice, yeah. So you, <laughs> that's why they haven't quite got the right paperwork. In the afternoon, we've got these programs now because of people like you, Cliff. That's why. <laughs> yeah, Brett, you said you were asking some questions. Yes, I am going to ask you some questions. I am indeed. They're, they're all, you know, they're getting much like you did with me. Who's Cliff? Who is that person? Who is he really? So, yeah, here we go with the first question. Have you ever had your head stuck anyway, AJ fence or balls? Um, not not in a major way, not that I can remember properly. I would have had my head stuck for a moment, I'm sure. Uh huh. But not that needed any uh, emergency service intervention. Oh well, that's that's a shame. I was hoping for ambulances, firemen, definitely all not that like kind that. of stuff. Not like that. What was that film um, where the man got his arm stuck in a rock? 127 hours or something. Uh-huh. It would have been better with his head, wouldn't it? It would have been a better well, film. He wouldn't have been able to cut his head off and walk out. He would have. He would have. <laughs> that's how he, he would have had to survive. <laughs> <laughs> Just love his head off. The angle that would have been off. much better. Uh, it would anyway. be. Anyway, that's your first question. Okay. What was the biggest danger going outdoors as a kid? Was it number one, dogs without owners? Number two, bigger boys? Or number three, spelks? Uh, well, the spelks are found to be more of a homebound threat. Um, Why is there a lot of water Bigger boys, I think. Like, it, there was too many bigger boys, but often they had not dogs without owners, but dogs without leads. So where we lived, there was a lot of bigger boys with with free dogs. And that combination... <laughs> with determined faces. <laughs> yeah. Dogs with determined faces. And that's, uh, <laughs> that that was the main thing. You know, like we used to get chased by dogs a bit, didn't we? We've both been, we've both yes. fallen foul of a, a dog uh, chase or two. But no harm came to us without that, did they? But in some well, it could have done, though. I've certainly felt very threatened by by dogs. Certainly. And it's, I don't, you know, I don't I like terrifying bigger dogs. Boys, anyway. with bigger, bigger boys, anyway. Bigger boys, well done. What's your, what's your earliest memory, Cliff? Um, what is it indeed? You know what? I've always had this memory, and I don't, you know, like sometimes you imagine memories or whatever. But uh, I've always had this memory of being with me granda in a park when I would have thought I'd be about four, something like mm-hmm. that, holding his hand, walking through North Marine Park, let's say, I think, or, or West Park, maybe, something like that. Well, that's a lovely memory, isn't it? That's a very nice one. Not a funny hey, answer, I've <laughs> yeah, but I, I like I like the answer all the same. I've got a cost of living quiz, mini quiz for you. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm saying mini quiz. It's one question. Okay, so, <laughs> it's a, it's about sweets. Uh huh. So 
All you've got to do is tell us how much these things cost. Okay. Right? Kinder Surprise Egg. How 80, much do you reckon? 80 pence. Ooh, you're close. It's 90 pence. Oh, is it? So you're very I close. That's a good guess. I was, yeah, I was thought that of an expensive uh, thing to buy as a kid. Did yeah, you? I would have, I would have thought thing. that would have been when we were kids. I would have thought that would have already been about 35 pence. Yeah. Me too. Dib dabs. Does it still exist? Remember dib dabs? Yes, still exist. Absolutely vile. Um, <laughs> them now, I'm going to say 45 pence for a dib dab. Hey, you're always 10 pence off, aren't you? Is it? It's 55 pence. 55? Fucking hell. Anybody who's buying pence. that once their head checked. <laughs> Shocking. <laughs> a wambar. 20 pence. 20 pence? Remember how much it used to be? 10, I think. 10. Yeah. Dib dabs used to be 10. Well, that, I know what one bars aren't worth any more than 20 pence. Well, 61 pence for your one bar. Again, who the days. fuck's buying that for 61 pence? It's, it's rubbish. I do not, not know. But 61 that... pence for that shit. 61 pence. How much is a Highland not... coffee? I don't know. How What, not pence in any way? 61, 61. pence. Why, I don't get, get that. Somebody should boycott that. Okay, cook it to investigate <laughs> that. Uh, definitely, definitely. Next question. That's that's the end of that bit. Did you have a Griffin Saver account with the Midland Bank as a kid, or did you have the one with the pigs? No, I had a Halifax one, which was just a yellow house. <laughs> you, so you didn't have any of the good ones? I didn't have the Griffin or the pigs. I had the pigs. I think I might have had the Griffin one as well, because I'm sure you got like a wallet or something. Mm-hmm, you definitely something got a wallet good. with that. What did you get did. with the house? It was just a. It was a yellow like money bank. It was a house. That's it. That's yep. shit, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I feel sorry for you. Yeah, last question, nice. Cliff. You mentioned last week. You were well, not last week, but the week before that. You know what I mean. Uh-huh. That you were late to riding a bike. So, did you ever pass your cycling proficiency test? No, I'm riding uh, unlicensed and, and unchecked. What? Mm-hmm. That's disgraceful. I never even went in for it, mate. Riding around cones and that. Probably, nah. I mean, who the fuck's doing it anyway? Can I do skids? No, nah. no, you can't do uh, that. The cyclopropicity test is a Tory endeavour. <laughs> it really <laughs> is. It really is. And I mean, the people who, like, you know, over oversaw the, the test, they were always weird. And exactly who that. the fuck are they? People who did the cyclopropicity probably have been skiing in their lives and they can all fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. I agree completely. <laughs> Definitely. That's the end of your little questions. Right. I hope Jumped you enjoyed like it. That, yeah. I'm re- I hope you all feel like you really know us now. Um, yeah, I'm sure fact, I did. I don't re- need to go to my next counseling session because of that. So no, that's good. good. Yes, <laughs> um, I'm, that's why I am. I'm therapy for you, aren't mm-hmm, I, Of course, yeah. And with laughs as well. Uh, yeah. That's good. Um, what's the music, <laughs> Brett? We've only got a few bit seconds left. We have Milky Way Speed oh, Limit yeah, like this it. week. Yes, with Alone and uh, the German post-punk band. So yeah, you'll like good. that, won't you? Yeah, Cliff? we've not had much that sounds like this on the pod, so I'm pleased with that. Uh, well, thank you, everyone, for listening. Go and check out Roger Cook. Anybody who doesn't know who he is, it's peculiar if you're not English or whatever. <laughs> <But> I <laughs> think you like it. The music's great. Thank you, Brett. Nice to see you. Come on, England. And you. Give us a goal. Mm. Uh, and let's go and watch the rest of tonight's football. I'll see you later. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Sarah. You want to
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. 
quince.com slash style. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. quince.com slash style.